my Savior calling. Take thy cross and follow, follow me. Where he leads me, I will follow. Where he leads me, I will follow. Where he leads me, I will follow. I'll go with him, with him all the way. I go with him through the garden. I'll go with him through the garden. I'll go with him through the garden. I'll go with him, with him all the way. Where he leads me, I will follow. Where he leads me, I will follow. Where he scripture reading will be taken from the book of song and I'll be reading starting at chapter 105 starting at verse 1 ending at verse 6 once again that is the book of song chapter 105 verses 1 through 6 Psalm 105, verses 1 through 6 reads, O give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. Verse 2, sing unto him, sing songs unto him, talk ye of all his wondrous works, glory ye in his name, let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his faith, seek his face evermore. Verse 
Remember the marvelous works that he hath done, his wonders, and the judgments of his mouth. O ye seed of Abraham, his servant, ye children of Jacob, his chosen. I've just read Psalm chapter 105, verses 1 through 6. May the Lord bless the hearers and doers of his mighty word. Amen. Amen. Let us bow and go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Our Father and our God, which are in heaven. Heavenly Father, we come with our head bowed to the earth with thanksgiving in our heart, thanking you for so many blessings you have blessed us with. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, for waking us up this morning with a reasonable portion of our health and our strength and closing our right mind. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, for giving us this privilege to assemble together and to worship you in spirit and in truth. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, for the prayers that you have answered in the past. We just pray, Heavenly Father, you will continue answering them in the future. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, for providing us with food, clothes, shelter, transportation, job, and financial means. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, most of all for your love, your mercy, your grace, your Son, and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who freely left his home in glory, came to earth, lived, died, and were buried and rose again on the third day, according to the scripture. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, for the blood that he shed, that he purchased the church that we remember of. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, for the Holy Spirit, Thank thee, Heavenly Father, for your word, which is our guideline from earth to glory. We pray, Heavenly Father, for the sick and the shut-in. We just pray, Heavenly Father, you will look down and bless them with the thing, Heavenly Father, you know they stand in need of according to your will. We pray, Heavenly Father, for each and every member here at Inglewood Church of Christ and their families and friends. We just pray, Heavenly Father, you will bless us with the thing, Heavenly Father, you know we stand in need of according to your will. We pray, Heavenly Father, for the ones that's traveling and will be traveling. We just pray, Heavenly Father, they'll get to and from their destination safe without any hurt, harm, or danger coming to them. We also pray, Heavenly Father, for the bereaved family all over the world. We just pray, Heavenly Father, you will comfort and strengthen those family in the way, Heavenly Father, that only you know how. We pray, Heavenly Father, that your will will be done here on earth as it is done in heaven. We pray, Heavenly Father, for the ones working on the front line. We just pray, Heavenly Father, you will continue blessing them with the thing, Heavenly Father, you know they stand in need of according to your will. We pray, Heavenly Father, for our government. We just pray, Heavenly Father, that things will be done right, and Heavenly Father, that it will be done according to your word. And we pray, Heavenly Father, for the churches that's having difficulty at this time. We just pray, Heavenly Father, you will bless them with the thing, Heavenly Father, you know they stand in need of. And Heavenly Father, when we think, say, or do anything contrary to your word, we pray, Heavenly Father, you will forgive us and won't hold it against us at the judgment bar. We pray, Heavenly Father, you will continue strengthening us where we are weak and build us up, Heavenly Father, where we are torn down. 
And we pray, Heavenly Father, that we will continue loving each other more and more each day. And we pray, Heavenly Father, we'll be a better Christian today than we were yesterday. And we also pray a special prayer for Brother Cole Pepper as he come deliver the bread of life. We pray, Heavenly Father, we'll listen. Those words we'll listen towards eternity because these will be eternal matters he will be delivering unto us. And not only listeners and hearers of your word, Heavenly Father, but also doers of your word. And Heavenly Father, the things we learn, we just pray, Heavenly Father, we'll go and tell and teach others what they must do to be saved. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that this worship service will be done decent and in order. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that it will be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. And Heavenly Father, when we done come to the end of our journey and said our last prayer and taken our last breath, we just pray, Heavenly Father, we'll hear those wonderful words. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Come on in, get your mansion, your robe, and your crown. All these blessings we ask in your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Church, I'm going to ask you to place your markers at pages 903 for the Song of Invitation. Pages 903 for the Song of Invitation. And for our next song selection, let us know pages 712. 712. Jesus is coming soon. <clears throat> if all fine, let us sing together. Troublesome times are here, filling men's heart with fear. Freedom we all hold dear, now is at stake. Humbling your heart to God, saving it from chastening rock. Seek the way pilgrims try. Christians are weak. My Jesus, Jesus is coming soon, morning or night or noon. Many will meet their dooms, trumpets will sound, and all the dark dead shall rise. Righteous meet in the sky, going where no one dies, heavenward bound. Love us so many cold, losing their home of gold. This in God's word is told, leave us abound. When the times come to pass, near in the end at last, it will come very fast, trumpets will sound. My Jesus, Jesus is coming soon, morning or night. On noon, many will meet their dooms. Trumpets will sound, and all the dark dead shall rise. Righteous meet in the sky, going where no one dies. Heavenward bound, trouble will soon be your happy forevermore. When we meet on that shore. Freedom from pain, rising up in the sky, telling this world 
goodbye. Home with me, then we'll fly. Glory to share. My Jesus is, Jesus is coming soon. Morning or night or noon. Many will meet their dooms. Trumpets will sound. And all that are dead shall rise. Righteous meet in the sky. Go and where no one dies. Heavenward bound, my Jesus, Jesus is coming soon, morning or night or noon. Men will meet their doom, trumpets will sound, and all in earth shall ride. Righteous meet in the sky, going where no one dies. Heavenward bound. Church, let us know, pages 895. 895. <clears throat> I live in glory. Paul, finally, let us sing together. I'd like to stay here longer than man allotted day and watch the bleeding changes of life uneven way. But if my Savior calls me to that sweet home on high, I'll live with him forever in glory by and by. Oh, yes, I live in glory. I live in glory by and by. I tell and sing the story there, there on high. There with my dear redeemed, there be no more to die. Oh, yes, I live in glory, glory by and by. I want to be a servant along this pilgrim way and lead the lost to Jesus as fervently I pray as day by day I travel I keep him ever nigh and live with him forever in glory by and by oh yes I live in glory I live in glory by and by I tell and sing love stories there on high, there with my dear redeemed, there be no more to die. Oh, yes, I live in glory, glory, by and by. The end I know is nearing, by faith I look away to yonder homes of Nineveh, the land of endless day. I cling to him forever. And look beyond the sky and live with him forever in glory by and by. Oh, yes, I live in glory. I live in glory by and by. I tell and sing love stories there, there on high. Bear with my dear Redeemer, be no more to who die. Oh, yes. Glory and by. Amen. No, yes, I'll live in glory. I'll live in glory by and by. Uh, it's surely a song of, of encouragement that we sing, knowing that one day after all this life is over, 
Uh, we certainly have a home in heaven not made with hands. God calls it that glory. The song refers to it as that glory by and by. God calls it heaven. And so we're just so uh, uh, thankful that one day, as God continues to bless us, that we will be able to enter into heaven's glory. Amen. Right now, with this temperature so hot, I think I might turn the temperature on so we don't feel like we're in the other place right now. Amen. I uh, want to call your attention very quickly, if you will, to uh, the book of Psalm, the 105th division of the book of Psalm. Do you have your Bible this morning? You have your Bible apps open, amen, right, on your iPhones, and, and uh, I, I was told the other day, well, not everybody uses iPhones, and so I'm going to have to start running down a list of all the different electronic devices. Uh, I said, as long as your digital instrument is open up to the app that says Bible, amen, and uh, I, I, I would encourage you to use the King James Version or the American Standard 1901, uh, that is the King James 1611. And the American Standard 1901, if you can open up your Bibles to those apps uh, uh, and follow along with us, I think you'll be blessed. Um, the worship services is about God. And what we do is we, 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 uh, we pray prayer uh, according to Scripture. Uh, we pray sound prayers. Amen. We sing songs according to Scripture, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Uh, and we sing sound songs, and we preach uh, the word of God from the Bible, amen, uh, and so that we will uh, continue to teach those things that becometh, as Paul said to Titus, sound doctrine, uh, wholesome, healthy doctrine, uh, and so I think you will be blessed uh, as you follow along in your uh, hard copy of the Bible or your digital version, uh, I surely think you will be blessed uh, by your uh, uh, commitment uh, to following along in the biblical text. In Psalm 105, as we return back to our, our theme dealing with promises made and promises kept, uh, I wanted to return back to David because David is uh, in a uh, very peculiar situation. He, he, he is in many cases, he is on the run from Saul, uh, the then known king of Israel. Uh, and he was appointed by God, but yet he was one that uh, the people had identified. I come to David, and I refer to David much uh, in these uh, uh, several sermons that will follow, um, because as we build out the concept of the tabernacle, we need to understand the concept of what it means when, uh, when one goes before God and, and gives thanks. And, 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 and David helps us to understand the importance of that. He is, he is, he is one that God has said is a man uh, after his own heart. Uh, and let me tell you something. When you come before God, you, you, you want to be able to reach God's heart. Amen. Uh, you want God to know who you are. Uh, you surely want God to have uh, mercy and compassion. Certainly the things that we ask of him, we would desire for him to deliver. Uh, knowing that God knows what our needs are. We can only express what we believe them to be, uh, but God certainly knows what our needs are. And so we come before him as our father, certainly as the creator of all things, uh, requesting those things that we believe that we are in need of. Uh, and our prayer and our hope is that God will grant them accordingly. So when we look at David and we look at the book of Psalms, 
Um, David has given us many songs. He is one of a few that have, uh, if you will, as a king, um, has a book almost entirely uh, attributed to him. Uh, David, if you will, is, 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 is the one that God said he would choose and, uh, and he would, uh, uh, in fact, uh, 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 place him uh, in, in, the, in the kingship as a placeholder for Christ. Amen. He would be a placeholder for Christ. As a matter of fact, if you will, every righteous king, and I'm going to say that again very intentionally, every righteous king was a placeholder for Christ. And every wicked king was of the devil. Amen. I'm just going to lay it out there where it is. Um, but God lets us know that David, if you will, when he was identified to become king, God said that he looketh not on the outward man, but God looketh on the heart. And so he saw David's heart. And, and, and truly, as we come before God appealing to God's heart, God is not looking on the outward man. God is looking on our heart. Uh, and so it's important for us to understand that when we come before God, uh, how we ought to be, if you will, in a, uh, in a position to come before God so that God can recognize us and bless us accordingly. So the sermon this morning is based on another promise. And that promise is in the blood. There's a promise in the blood. And we need to understand the significance of that relationship when it comes to uh, the promises made and the promises kept, because there's a promise in the blood that God has put forward for each and every one who chooses uh, to be saved, uh, to take advantage of the opportunity uh, to partake in the blood that we'll speak of in a few moments. But in Psalm 105, David says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Now, I know that... Um, when we talk about singing and singing sounds, songs, sometimes it, it seems as if it's a, a slight on those who uh, have uh, chosen to uh, have various uh, uh, unbiblical and uh, unscriptural structures and methodologies to present God's uh, singing unto him. And, and, you know, whether it is in the form of praise teams or pianos or other types of musical instruments and whatever, but it's much more than that. You know, those, those, are, those are remedial things that hopefully individuals will grow from. Uh, because I can tell you right now, whenever you stop using the, the natural instrument that God has placed in each of us to lift up before him in song, and hymns and spiritual songs, that vocal cord that God has placed within you, amen. The pipes and psalteries that God has placed within you. Whenever you stop using those things to give God the sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of our lips, whenever you stop doing that and you go to another method, you have fallen below where you need to be. And so you, 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 you haven't progressed, you have digressed. I, you know, I, 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 I wanted to drop that off there because some folks say, well, you know, those of us who uh, we are, are engaged in having 
uh, praise teams and those who have musical instruments and those who have this and that and all these other types of methodology of presenting the worship services and especially the song services, we, we just become more progressive. No, you haven't become progressive. You have digressed. You've digressed uh, because you have left that which God has put before you. Amen. Uh, but, you know, when you're doing wrong, you always want to make yourself sound like you're right. But, but you're, not, you're not progressing. You've digressed. Amen. I know this for a fact because guess what? The children of Israel used to have instruments of music. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And when, when the church came into the existence, when, when this pattern, the promise that was made in this pattern, the Christian dispensation, was brought in by the death of Christ. His blood being shed on the cross. When, when this pattern was brought into existence on that wonderful day of Pentecost, when, when God began to add to the church and he began to allow the epistles to be written to explain to the church how we ought to behave ourselves in the house of God, in the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. What he said was, speaking to yourselves in psalm, hymn, spiritual song, singing, making melody in your heart unto the Lord. And so anything that falls below that is a digression. It's not a progress, amen. So, you know, I go to a progressive church. No, you go to somebody else's church because it's not the Lord's church. All right, I'm not going to stay there. I just thought I'd bring that out. And so he says um, that we call on his name. When we come before God with thanks, we, we call on his name. And, and we, we make known his deeds among the people. Well, how do we do that? Through singing? Through preaching? Amen? We do that by the songs that we sing, the wonderful songs we we sing about heaven's glory. The songs that we sing about the Lord strengthening us and, and the songs that we sing about the Lord being with us until the end of time and all these other wonderful phrases that share with us how God is with us. This is how we share the name of God among the people. And that's why it's important to sing sound songs. David goes into this in verse number two. He says, sing unto him, sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. You know, every day we get up, we ought to give God glory. Because us being alive is God's wondrous work. God has continued to allow us to get up each morning and, and, and put one foot in front of the other. And every time God allows us to do that, it is a wondrous work. God has allowed this spirit that is within us to animate this body once again. Because if, if, if God chose, amen, yeah, no matter how many alarm clocks go off, amen, and I don't care who is on your ringtone, if God chose, that ringtone will still be there until the battery goes out, and that body will still be laying there until the battery goes out, amen. Amen. So don't tell me it was your alarm clock that woke you up this morning. Don't tell me about the fancy ringtone that you have that woke you up this morning. Don't tell me about all those things. What you need to say is thank you, Lord, for another day of life. Because if God chose for you not to get up, you wouldn't have gotten up. Amen. There are stories that are told 
And I can just say that there's stories that are told because I have not the facts to prove them, but there are stories that have been told that they have, they have gone into homes where people are lying in their bed and their life has been removed from them and the ringtone is still ringing. Amen. So I know when God says, it is a, appointed unto man once to die, and after this to judge them. I know that when the Bible says that life and death is in his hands. I know that when, 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 when Luke gives us the book of Acts and he records when Paul was in Athens and he says unto them, if you will, he says that, 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 that it is in God that we live, that we move, and that we have our very being. Those things ring to me as true because the facts of life have proven them. That it is God that uh, has the power of life and death uh, in his hands. So David reminds us, he says, Sing unto him, sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. And boy, I wish I, I, wish I had time there, but I, I, I don't have time to just get into all of that the way that I would, uh, that I would like to. But I'm going to drop this off and I'm going to move on from here. I was in a lectureship some years ago. And there was a, we, we were always debating about remedial things. And I, and I say that, you know, I, I say that with all due respect. You know, they're, 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 we, we talked about in Hebrews when Hebrews says that, you know, that, that, that we need to move on from the first principles. In other words, we, we, we need to mature from, from things that, that we already know that are factually and, and scripturally true based on God's word. And, and when it comes to the issue of singing and, and what was being sung and how things were being sung, those things are remedial things. Those are not deep scriptural discussions. Worth a lectureship and $500 for a night at a hotel to sit up and listen to somebody talk about whether or not we should be singing a cappella? Those are remedial things. Amen. But, but, but nevertheless, the debate was about singing. And, and the, 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 the argument that one person had thought it was very, that individual thought he had a strong argument and said, there was no songbook in the first century church. And I said, well, that's interesting because what was the book of Psalm? It was not the book of Psalm in the first century church. And everybody just sitting there looking. You can't get around God's truth. When he says singing to yourself in Psalms, amen. He didn't mean any, any Psalms. He was talking about the book of Psalms. Sing something. Matter of fact, I use the same text. That's why it came back to mind. He says, Look, he says, Look, you need to make sure that when you when you sing unto him, sing what? Psalms. Sing Psalms. Sing these songs unto him and talk of all of his wonderful, wonderful works. Verse number three says, Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them, and I say here, let the heart of them rejoice. That seek the Lord. Let the heart of him or them rejoice that seek the Lord. Brother Corey, well, how do we need to, how, what, what should we do to, to, to illustrate that we're, we're, we're faithful to God for all that he has done? See, the light came on. See, I'm making a good point. Amen. <laughs> what, 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 what should we do? Let your heart rejoice. Amen. You don't have to roll up and down the aisle. You don't have to clap and rip 
Rejoice. Amen. Just let your heart rejoice. Because God sees beyond the outward man. God sees on the heart. Amen. So David says, let your heart rejoice. God knows when you're thankful to be here. God knows when you're joyous because of all that he has done for you. God knows when you give him thanks because he's brought you from a mighty long way. God knows that he, you, 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 you're thankful when he has rescued you from the bad decisions that you have made. God knows because God looketh on your heart. I don't have anything to prove to anybody. God knows who I am. Amen. Well, we can't see how you're rejoicing. Well, it ain't your problem. on the heart. And, and so David goes on he says look not only should we understand that is the heart of them rejoice that, that seek the Lord. And remember Matthew 6 and 33 we quote it all the time. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, all these things shall be added unto you. When we're seeking the Lord we're seeking the Lord with a joyous heart. Now that doesn't mean that there won't be challenges of life. Life is life. Amen. You're going to have ups and downs in life. Amen. I guarantee you're going to have ups and downs because the devil's going to make sure of it. Amen. Amen. What you continue to do is hold on to God. Right? You continue to hold on to God. You do, look, you do as Paul says, I know in whom I have believed. And I know that he's able. See, that, that, that gives you a confidence when you're going through struggles of life. you got to understand, that's where Paul was coming from. Paul says, look, there are struggles in life. There are challenges in life. But you've got to hold on to God's unchanging hand. And so Paul says, I know in whom I have believed. I might be going through some problems right now, but I know in whom I have believed. And I know he's able, amen, to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. And that day is the day of judgment. The day that will place us all at that judgment bar of God. We have to give an account of the things that 2 Corinthians 5 and 10 says that we've done in this body, whether it be good or whether it be evil. But Paul says, I know he's able. And so we ought to have that same understanding that when we're seeking God and we're going through the ups and downs of life, we continue to, to focus on the joy that we have in being in Christ Jesus. Because we have strength. We have strength in him. Even when, uh, as verse number four says, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face forevermore. David's on the run. He doesn't know if it is God's will that he will live or die, but he is on the run. And he's trusting that whatever God's will is, that, that, that it will manifest itself in, in, in such a way that is in the best interest of his soul. And that's how we live our lives. We live our lives understanding that no matter what happens in our lives, we know that God has our best interest for our soul in his mind. That struggle, that struggle is real. And every day we seek God and we, we seek his strength as 
The prophet Isaiah would tell us in Isaiah 40 when he would say, look, they that wait on the Lord. stillness, though the connotation would be uh, a part of that conversation. But in stillness in the sense of you making sure that you are moving not away from the pathway that leads to God. Amen. So stay still. As, 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 as Moses would raise his hands above the Red Sea, which was the that was in front of the children of Israel and, and the problems of the, of the Egyptian army was behind them and, and pressing down upon them. And, and, and Moses said, be still in the sense that God is here Amen. and see the salvation of the Lord. Amen. But they that wait on the Lord. Isaiah the prophet said, shall renew their strength. You see, when you're doing what you need to do for God, you're going to renew your strength. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Every Lord's Day, when you, when you, I, I pray. I pray, and, 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 you know, the wonderful thing about our relationship with God is that it is, it is, it is, it is as individual as it is collective. Amen. Right? Amen. Because, see, I can't die for you. Amen. You have to die for me. We can come together collectively and worship God, and we must because that makes us but when you leave here and you go back out there into a world that is full of the wickedness that the devil has left behind, you've got to fight that fight for yourself. Amen. And that's why Paul uses the first person singular when he says, I have fought a good fight. I have kept the faith. Amen. Paul said, you can't fight for me. I've got to fight for myself. Amen. Amen. Paul says, I keep under my body. It's your body that you have to bring into subjection. Amen. No one else can bring your body into under my body, 1 Corinthians 9 and 27. I bring it into subjection that while I've preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Paul lets us know this, this, this battle of Christianity is not only individual and collective, but it is certainly an individual battle. Collectively, we come together. And we come together because in reciprocity of singing, we encourage one another. Amen. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns, we, we, through reciprocity of singing, we encourage one another. And even those who don't know the Lord, who may be amongst us, they're hearing those wondrous words concerning God. And it is through those words that it is our hope that it is, it is, it is, it is, it is causing them to consider and to meditate on what they need to do with their own lives. Because no matter how good grandmama and grandpapa and daddy and mama and brother and sister and all the other relatives are, neither of them can die for you. You're going to have to stand and die for yourself. And so we find here that David says, look, seek the Lord and his strength. Lord have mercy. Seek the Lord and his strength. Because let me tell you something. You, you need the Lord's strength in your life. And by the way, that's your first dotted line when it comes to the promise in the blood. Because it is the blood of Christ 
that gives us our strength. Paul said to Christ, if you will, in the Acts text when he is wrestling with the challenges of his own physical body as he was uh, uh, trying to bring his body into subjection. Amen. He says unto Christ, he says, look, he says, uh, Christ says, if you will, my strength is made perfect in weakness. He saw Christ thrice, three times, about that element of his body. But Christ comes back to him and says to him, he says, my strength is made perfect in weakness. And when you understand that, that when, when, when Christ says, my strength is made perfect in weakness, what he's letting us know is, is that no matter what you do, no matter how hard you may do it, no matter how focused you are on it, what you need to do to get over many of the things that are affecting your life is Christ. Because it is Christ whose strength is made perfect in weakness. And it's our weakness that sends us into sin. That causes us to fall short of God's glory. Paul would let us know. That there is a struggle in life in Acts. Because we find Paul, whose name was Saul. When he first met Jesus, Jesus says, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? You have to understand. When that phrase is being said, Paul is persecuting the church. He's resisting that which is able to save his soul. And and, and sometimes we, we miss the significance of that because guess what? We all were Saul. <laughs> we all were Saul. Kicking against the prince. Not wanting to be in a relationship with God. Not knowing that the more we kicked against the prince, the more we weakened ourselves because the strength is in Christ Jesus. Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. In other words, you fighting against that which is able to help you. And you're kicking against the pricks and you're hurting yourself. And the more you hurt yourself, the weaker you become. And Christ is saying, I'm here to strengthen you. And so, uh, so, 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 so when we, when we, when we, when we, when we find Paul, if you will, uh, 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 seeking Christ and, 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 and building his relationship with Christ in 2 Corinthians 12 and about verse number 8, we find an exchange between Paul and, and, and Jesus. And, and this exchange is very relevant to us and very relevant to Psalm 105. When we look at 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 8, he says, For this thing I sought the Lord thrice, that it may, might depart from me. In other words, whatever. And I know we want to speculate on what Paul's issues were. Guess what? He never told us what Paul's specific issues were. You know why? Because it's not any of your business. It is between you and the Lord. But at least we can learn from Paul and understand the power and the promise that has been given unto us. And the promise is in the blood. And that promise is if you if you stay faithful, even in the midst of your challenges, he says, I'll save your soul. But he says to Paul, as he pleaded with him about removing these, whatever these things were that was hindering Paul and causing him 
uh, to be weak. In 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, he says, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength, Lord have mercy. Remember, boy, I love, boy, the word of God is so good. He begins with the issue of grace. Amen. My grace is sufficient for thee. But you can't get to grace until you get through the blood. Lord have mercy. So, so, so the promise is in the blood. My grace is sufficient. But you can't get grace until you come through the blood. Amen. In Romans 5, we find, if you will, that through, through faith we have access into this grace wherein we stand. Lord, have mercy. Through faith, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What does the word of God say in Ephesians 1 and 7? We have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Amen. The promise is in the blood. And if we come through the blood, then we can have access to grace. And by having access to grace, we have access to strength. And Jesus says, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory, Paul says, in my infirmities. Infirmities is just another word for weaknesses, challenges, issues of life, sin, shortcomings of God, missing the mark. In my infirmities, whether they can be qualified infirmities, mental infirmities, weaknesses of my spirit, whatever the infirmity may be. Paul says, look, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. In other words, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm at my weakest, I know that God is with me to strengthen me, to strengthen me. Challenges of life are many. And they are varied. But as long as Christ is with me, I know in whom I have believed. And I know he's able. Paul goes on in Corinthians text as I conclude here. In this text, he says, verse number 10, 2 Corinthians 12 and 10. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. When I recognize the limitations, Lord have mercy. But even in my limitations, I'm still doing all that I can do. Because when I'm weak, when I recognize that I have a need for Christ in my life, then I become strong. We go back to David in Psalm 105. We go back to David and we pick up in verse number four where David says, look. David says, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. Don't ever stop seeking God. Don't ever stop trying to become better than, better today than what you were yesterday. Amen. Keep seeking his face. It is, a, it, is a, it is an active verb. We continue to seek God's face every day Amen. to try to be better. And, the long as you, and as long as you are continuing to seek God's faith, guess what? You shall renew your strength. Amen. You shall renew your strength. 
prophet would go on and say, in, in, in Isaiah, he would say, not only shall you renew your strength, but he says, look, he says, God has a way of, 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 of strengthening you too. He says, you will mount up as, on, on, on wings as eagles. And, and, and some of us may not be, uh, you know, very familiar with the animal kingdom, especially when it comes to fowls, birds. And we may not recognize the, the, the very fact that uh, the eagle is, is as, as, the, as the great white shark is considered to be the, 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 uh, the most powerful uh, uh, fish in the sea, if you will. Um, the eagle rules the air. Amen. The eagle rules the air, flies higher than any other fowl, builds its nest higher than any other fowl. As a matter of fact, when, when, when the eagle bird, his, his chicks are, uh, begin, her chicks begin to learn how to fly, the first thing they get is kick out of the nest. Therefore, <laughs> let me tell you something. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with with, with, the, with the methodology, but I think it's been effective. Amen. Because you only have two choices. When you kicked out of the nest, amen, you got two choices. You're going to learn how to fly on the way down or you're not. I mean, that's, you know, because it ain't like he coming to get you. Lord have mercy. The power of the eagle's nest is that he understands that the strength If you will, because he understands that when 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 he when he gives this analogy, those who are familiar with, with, with the animal kingdom, they understand that he says you shall mount up on the wings of eagles. He's talking about a strength that makes you strengthens you to fly above your infirmities. You can fly above them. Amen. And then he even becomes more descriptive because he begins to talk about. Your anatomy. He says, you know, from a generational standpoint, he says there are some of you who are young. And there are some of you who are old or older, mature, right? And you may have been on this field for a long time. And maybe in your weariness, you have, you, you have, you have slowed down. You, haven't, you don't run as fast as you Y'all didn't get it. Uh, you missed it. You missed it. I got to come back. Walk and not be weary. In other words, if you can't run as fast as you used to, that's understandable. That's understandable. But whatever you do, don't stop moving. Keep moving. 
And then there are those with muscles, and, you know, they still got their, their strength even. And he says, look, even the youth shall utterly fall. In other words, you think because you're young, you can handle anything and everything. Let me tell you something. You better get a prayer life going. You better get a prayer life going. And look, the earlier you get it going, the better you are. Amen. Because let me tell you something. Boy, I, just, I look back on my life, and, and if I had it in my life, in my early life, if, if I was blessed to have a family that was, was, was sound and, and faithful in the church and, and brought me up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord and, and taught me how to pray, let me tell you something. If I had a prayer life earlier, I think I could have avoided a whole lot of stuff. Amen. And a whole lot of friends. I mean, yeah. Could avoid a whole lot of stuff. Because I would have had God in my life. And when the issues of life came, instead of turning to the to the to to to, to, to those who could not help me, I would have turned to the Lord. Sometimes turning to your friend is the worst place you can go. You get the worst advice you can get. I don't have time to deal with that, but he says you shall run and not be weary, you shall walk and, and not faint. And 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 the youth shall utterly fall, but, but, but they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Verse number 5 in Psalm 105, he goes on and says, Remember his marvelous works that he hath done. His wonders and the judgments of his mouth. In other words, you've got to believe what God says. You, 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 you have to come to that point in your life where you are able to say the things as confidently as Paul. When Paul gives us these wonderful scriptural phrases and he says that we know it's impossible for God to lie. And then he says, let God be true and every man a liar. You've got to come to that point. You, 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 you've got to reach that point where, where, where your life now is, is, is being shaped and molded by God's word, by the words of his mouth. You've got to get to that point if you're going to understand and really appreciate the power, the promise, rather, that's in the blood. You've got to come to that point where you understand the relationship of your of your praise, psalms and hymns, of your, of your, of the, the source of your, of your strength and your joy, is in your heart, because it is based on what God's mouth has rendered unto you. So here we are. David has given us these wonderful words to remember what it means to give thanks. We're making a transition. Because the giving of thanks is the whole purpose of the tabernacle. Remember we talked about the true tabernacle? And that that true tabernacle was about them coming together and and into that holy place where where they can can worship their voices
Romans chapter 6 and, and, and the pattern was in the doctrine, the pattern were, were in the constructs, the ark, the pattern, the pattern, the pattern. And so now we're in the tabernacle. And the tabernacle is about doing the things. And the people needed to understand that by being in the tabernacle and the giving of thanks was because God was in that relationship with them. And so the tabernacle had to be before them. And, and, and David teaches us this is, this is, this is about your, your, your service to God. And, and this is about your relationship with God. And when your relationship with God is right, then, then you, can, you can, in fact, if you will, embrace being in that relationship because of the pattern that God has put before you. When we come into the construct of the Christian church, of the church of Christ, we are fulfilling, if you will, the, the construct and the pattern that God has put together for us to give thanks. For us to give thanks. Because of what he has done. And we give thanks because of the strength that he has given. We give thanks because of the grace that he has extended. We give thanks because of the promises he has kept. We give thanks unto God. The fact that he strengthens us from day to day is about recognizing that this relationship with God that is in this construct called the church, the true tabernacle, is simply a continual unfolding of the pattern on how God wanted to have a relationship with man. But now that you've heard David, and you know why you are here, you know why it's important to be in the tabernacle, to be part of the tabernacle. It should become clear to you that without God being in our lives, we are nothing. Amen. We are nothing. In Leviticus chapter 17, in Leviticus chapter 17, We begin our discussion explicitly about the tabernacle. Because now you have the laws that were given to the children of Israel. And, and, I, and I hope that as you continue to study God's word, you understand that, 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 that when we talk about the laws that were given to the children of Israel, we're not limiting our, the, the, the laws to the Decalogue, to the Ten Commandments. There are a lot of But be that as it is, in Leviticus chapter 17, I want you to see something here. False, uh, rather, the, 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 the prophet, if you will, Moses, uh, says in Acts, uh, 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 Leviticus 17 and 1, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron. Aaron is the high priest. He is, he is in this function uh, the type of Christ. He's functioning as high priest. Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons and unto all the children of Israel and say unto them, This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded, saying, What man soever there be of the house of Israel, that killeth an ox or lamb or goat in, in the camp, or that killeth it out of the camp, and bringeth it not unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, 
to offer an offering unto the Lord before the tabernacle of the Lord. Blood shall be imputed unto that man. He shall he he hath shed blood, and that and that man shall be cut off from among his people. Let me let me show you the the, the promise that's in the blood. the tabernacle, and the congregation. Must. It's not an option. It's not an option. It must come before the congregation, the tabernacle, the congregation. It's a must. And if it does not, then God says that man's blood will be required. It's a must. Now why is to the promise in the blood. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse number 1, y'all stay with me if you want to study. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable Stay with me. It's going to be okay. The only way that we can present ourselves as a living sacrifice before God and be found acceptable is that the blood of Christ is covering you. The promise is in the blood. It's not just you doing what you want to do. The promise is in the blood. And so when, when, we, when, we, when we preach these words about, about Ephesians 1 and 7 and, 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 and the, 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 the power of repentance and being baptized and, and the blood covering you and, and, and these things, we're not saying these things just because they sound wonderful. We're saying them because they are of necessity. They are imperative in order for you to do what God desires of you. When you want to present yourself as a living sacrifice, you cannot do it without the blood. And the only blood that is acceptable, stay with me, is the blood of Christ. Someone says, well, you know, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, but you've never been baptized. I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, but you never obeyed the gospel. I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, but you want to wear the name. You can't wear the name just because you want to wear it. That name means something. There's a promise in that name. There's no other name given among men whereby you must be saved. It means something. It means something. Religion has become a fad with no truth, with no foundation. People go to be entertained. And they don't understand what it is that they're affirming or what it is they believe. When you call yourself a Christian, you are saying that you desire to be a living sacrifice. And the only way you can be acceptable unto God is through the blood of Christ. I'm a Christian. Are you really? Because the Bible helps us to define what that means. And we know that every Christian that is acceptable unto God is one that is covered by the blood of Christ. And the only way that that blood of Christ can have any efficacy 
any strength, any power, any blessing on your life. They said, you come by the mouth of God. As David said. David said that my strength is coming from your mouth. I become a Christian because God says, and he did, verse 34, he says, if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed. If any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed. Don't, don't, don't suffer as a thief and a robber. But if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed. But let him glorify God on this behalf. Well, David says how to, make, how to glorify God. David says we rejoice in our heart and, and we give glory to God. We give thanks to God because of what Christ has done. And so when we are suffering as a Christian and we're not being ashamed, that is because we're presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice covered by the blood of Christ. would go on and say, look, it has to be brought to the tabernacle, the tabernacle of the congregation. Amen. In verse number five, in Leviticus 17 and five, he says, to the end, To the end that the children of Israel may bring their sacrifices, which they offer in the open field, even that they may bring them unto the Lord, unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, unto the priests, and offer them for peace offerings unto the Lord. I'm going to show you something. I'm going to close right here because there's a lot more here, and I don't want to get too far into it without certain things being able to be spoken on. I want you to turn over, if you will, to Romans chapter 5. Keep what I just read in Leviticus 17 in your mind about the peace offerings. I quoted it earlier, but now I'm going to read it so that you can see it in context. Romans chapter 5, verse number 1. You've already seen that it is grace. And you can't have access to that grace unless you come through Jesus Christ. John, 7, John uh, 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 1 and 14 and 1 and 17 says we have, uh, we beheld no desire to follow full of grace and truth. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2 helps us to understand that uh, uh, we have, uh, uh, if you will, we are saved by grace through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. Romans chapter 5 and verse number 1 couples together faith, grace, and peace. And so this idea of peace is the, 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 the concepts of we presenting ourselves as that living sacrifice. And by presenting ourselves as that living sacrifice, presenting ourselves where? Presenting ourselves where as that living sacrifice? Presenting ourselves as a member of the body of Christ, as a, a member of the true tabernacle, a member of the church of Christ. When we present ourselves as a living sacrifice, being part of the true tabernacle, being a part of the congregation of God, the church truth, then our sacrifice is worth peace with God. Anything before that, anything beyond that, anything outside of that, you're going to hear these words from Jesus in Matthew 7 and 21 that says there will be many that have said, Lord, Lord, but they haven't done the will of the Father which is in heaven. 
In Romans chapter 5 and verse number 1, Paul writes to the church at Rome and he says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace. Wait a minute. Leviticus helps us to understand that and offer them for peace offerings unto the Lord. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord and uh, Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations, also knowing that tribulations work as patience, and patience experience and, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad, where? In our hearts! By the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. David has already made these claims. We give God glory. We give him thanks. And it is through our hearts God sees us rejoicing. But we're rejoicing. Why? Because we can present ourselves as a living sacrifice covered by the blood of Christ. Because now when I do that, I can now have peace with God. And let me tell you something. You don't want to be at war with the Lord. It is hard to be to kick against the prince. That's a losing battle. You want to have peace with God. And in order to have peace with God, you need the blood of Christ to cover you. And by the blood of Christ covering you, all of the of the blessings of God are poured out upon you in the sense that whatever it is that you are in need of, when you come and you give God thanks, God hears your prayer because it is the blood that covers you. God hears your prayer and he hears your prayer ostensibly because he's hearing your prayer through the blood of Christ. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. So Paul says we, our faith justifies us and we have that peace with God. And that faith that justifies us and gives us that peace with God is because we, we, have a, we are allowing the word of his mouth to shape and mold our lives in such a way that our sacrifice that the sacrifice we're making validates the promise that is in the blood. I'm going to say it again. The sacrifice that we're making, being Christians, being children of God, letting the word of God shape and mold our lives, that we can be found worthy and acceptable. The sacrifice we are making validates When your life, if you will, is, is, is covered with the blood of Christ and, and, and by the blood of Christ covering you and you are presenting your bodies as a living sacrifice, you can be redeemed. You can be saved. That is the promise that is in the blood. And the only blood that is able to do that is the blood of Christ. And so here are the words of God's mouth. Romans 10 and 17. So then faith.
it's impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's a reward of those that diligently seek him. Sounds like presenting your body as a living sacrifice to me. Repenting of your sins. Luke 13, 3 and 5, I tell you today, except your repentance, you all likewise perish. Acts 17 and 30, God commandeth every man everywhere to repent. 2 Peter 3 and 9, God wishes none to perish, but that all should come unto repentance. Well, that's interesting. Because in Acts chapter 2 and verse number 37, when they asked Peter, what must we do? Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, for the remission of your sins. Ephesians 1 and 7, you have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. And so the forgiveness of sin is coupled with baptism. And coming through the water and grave of baptism, we, we touch that, that, that blood of Christ that covers us. We are immersed in it. And now we're able to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Romans 10 and 9, with the mouth we confess Christ Jesus. Romans 10 and 10, with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. We go down in that watery grave of baptism because it is the promise that God has made that when we wash ourselves and we cleanse ourselves from the sins of this world, it is the blood of Christ that, that, will, that will sustain us. It is the blood of Christ that will strengthen us. It is that same blood, John says in one John 1 and 1. He says, look, when we fall short of his glory it is that same blood if we ask God he is faithful he is just and he will forgive us and that same blood cleanses us from all of our sin the promise is in the blood the promise is in the blood but we have to understand it God doesn't want us to be ignorant he wants us to understand it but let me tell you something if you go back to Psalm 105 you'll hear David say I don't care who's in the White House. Well, let me retract that. I care who's in the White House. God doesn't care who's in the White House. Because God ultimately knows that at the end of this life, there's everlasting life. And my limitations of humanity are still concerned about who's in the White House. I'm working on it. But I know this. I know God knows those that are his. And I know he knows what the end of time looks like. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to trust in the Lord. I'm going to trust in the Lord. I'm going to call on his name. And I'm going to tell all of his, about his wonderful acts. And I know this. Without the Lord, we would not be here today. Without the Lord, we would not be here individually and we would not be here collectively. Without the Lord. And so we can all look back at our individual lives and we can see, we can see where God has brought us from. And let me tell you something, that's a story that needs to be told. Because we all didn't start here, but we did arrive here in our journey. And guess what? As long as he allows us to wake up each morning, each day, and gives us the strength to start on our way, it's another day to be better than we were yesterday. It is a continual journey where we seek God's strength. If you're here this morning 
I pray that the word of God, that you've allowed it to prick your heart. Because if you're not a member of the body of Christ, if you're not a member of the true tabernacle, you need to become one. Because that's where the strength is. That's where the strength is. When you leave here, you have a strength that you can call on. As David says, we call upon the Lord and we have joy in our heart. You can leave here with that. You don't have to, you don't have to leave here the way you came. You can leave here and go out another way. If you're not a member of the body of Christ, you can leave here. You came here unsaved, you can leave here saved. If you're a member of the body of Christ and somehow your life has become upended, you can leave here, if you will, strengthened, knowing that God is still able to strengthen your soul. I pray that if either one of those is relevant to you, that you take advantage today because tomorrow is not promised to us. All we have is right now. All we have is right now. All we have is right now. Will you come right now as we stand and sing the invitation of song? Why don't you come? Page 903. Would you be free? On the bird of your sin. There's power in the blood. Power in the blood. Would you all evil of victory when there's wonderful power in the blood? There is power, power, wonder working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power. Paul, wonder-working Paul, in the precious blood of the Lamb. God is good. Amen. Amen. God is good. And I, and I, and I, and I am so thankful that he continues to prove that goodness every day. Amen. We're here this morning because God is good. Amen. Would you be free from your passions and pride? There's one in the blood, all in the blood. Come for a cleansing, the Calvary's tie. There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power. Oh, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Church, let us know pages 350 and let us prepare our hearts and our minds for communion. When my love to Christ grows weak, when for deeper faith I see, then is all I go to thee. 